in lockdown. Don't venture away from your radio. Don't go outside. Don't get infected. Welcome to quarantine. Welcome to Quarantine Radio Theater's premiere episode, Meridian 71212, originally produced in 1939. Time is a many splendid thing. Time is constant. Some of us obsess with it. Some of us don't. Time is viewed differently by everyone. Take this operator whose job it is to tell the time down to the quarter second. Meridian, 71212. Written by Irving Reese and directed by Brant McCants. When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.30 and one quarter. you hear the signal, the time will be 11.30 and one half. When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.30 and... Damn! Oh, hello, Jim. I didn't know you were here. And I wasn't. Just came back in to pick up some things I left. Anybody else out there? No, you know you're the only greasy grind on staff. What are you doing here so late? Oh, I'm stuck for about 500 words to fill a comments page. My mind's gone blank. Anything I can do? Mm-hmm. You can give me a cigarette. I finished the third pack an hour ago. Sure. Here. Thanks. Maybe this will be the camel that broke the straw's back. Ah, very bad. You need some sleep. Sleep? I can't go home unless this gets finished. And I can't finish this unless I get some sleep. What do you suggest, Mr. Worst of Experience? Go home. Now stop being an idiot. I gotta have the copy in the hands of the printers at nine tomorrow morning. 
Oh, that's tough. What time is it anyway? I probably missed the last train connection. Don't know. Left my watch at home. Uh, you can call up. Call up what? Meridian, seven twelve twelve. What's that? The telephone time service. Uh, excuse me, I forgot you're a commuter. Meridian what? Seven twelve twelve. M E seven one two one two. Well, that's something new I learned today. When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.32 and one quarter. 11.32, and I have been trying to get an idea since 8 this morning. I got it! You got what? My story. Boy, this is unnatural. What are you talking about? Now wait, wait. When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.32 and one half. Hello, operator. This is the editorial department of Manhattanite Magazine. I'd like to ask you... When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.32. Listen, girlie, this is important. It'll only take a minute. When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.33. Hello? Hello? Ah, oh, she won't listen. Hey, Jim, help me out, will ya? Sure, if you'll tell me what this is all about. I think there's a swell story here. Hop the cab and run down to the time service office, will you? It must be right around here. Get all the dope you can. Who calls, why they call. Hey, that's a swell idea. You know what I want. The old human interest, Hoke. Yeah, sure. And I'll stay here and I'll work it up in, a, in skeleton form. As soon as you get the facts, phone me. All right. Jim, you're a lifesaver. I'll do as much for you. Ah, uh, forget it. I'll be calling you. Okay, Dot. I'll relieve you now. Thanks, baby. I'll be back soon. When you hear the signal, the time will be. What's the trouble, Miss Dang? I've got a pretty nasty headache. I'm sorry, Miss Wallace. Oh, that's all right. Do you want to go home? I'll arrange relief. No, thank you very much. I'll, I'll be all right in a minute. You go down to the restroom and relax. I'll send Miss Cleary down with you. Miss Cleary? Cleary? Yes, Miss Wallace? 
Will you go down to the restroom with Miss Day? She isn't feeling well. Certainly. Come on, Dot. Thanks, Helen. Thank you, Miss Wallace. I'll be back soon. That's all right. Stay as long as you like. What's the matter, kid? Just a headache, Helen. I'll be all right. Sure it's just a headache? Of course. Why? Aw, oh, come on, spill it, kid. You haven't been yourself for a long time now. Is it a guy? No. No, really, Helen. Then you're homesick. No. Honest, Helen, it, it's nothing. All right, all right, kid. Well, here we are. Now you lie down on the couch. There. Now I'll just tuck this around you. <sighs> I feel better already. I don't need a blanket, Helen. Now you just lie still while I fix you something. Don't bother, Helen. I wish you'd tell Aunt Helen what's worrying you. Maybe she could help. I'll be all right. Sure you will. Here, now drink this down fast. Now that's it. Whew. Must be good medicine. <clears throat> Tastes so bad. Now that's the first time you've smiled in four weeks. Now out with it. I know something's wrong, kid. And honest, it helps just to talk about it sometimes. I can't. All right, dear. Forget it. Where do you come from, Dot? I mean, your hometown. Oswego. That's in New York State, isn't it? Yes. Why don't you call up home? Put through a little long-distance call? Maybe that'll help your spirits. Employees get a big discount. No. I'm not homesick, Helen. Oswego. That's an Indian name, isn't it? Yes, I think so. Queer sound to it. Yet it sounds familiar. I've heard it recently. Oh, yeah, I know. It was on the radio last night. That kid Lambert that's going to be electrocuted. <laughs> and Sing Sing tonight for the... Kid, sure put my foot in it. Oh, I'm sorry, kid. Please don't cry. <laughs> Do you know him? He's my brother. Your brother? Oh, Tommy, Tommy. They're gonna kill him tonight at 12 o'clock. And I can't do anything. I can't do anything except sit here and call out the time every 15 seconds. The last in Tommy's life. And he didn't do it. He couldn't have. He wrote me he was in the bank when it happened and someone swore he handed the gun to the man who did the killing, but he had nothing to do with it. Listen, kid. I'm going to see the supervisor. We'll both get the night off. You come home with me. Oh, no, Helen. I'd die if anyone else knew. I'm so ashamed. I'm even sorry I told you. But look, we don't have to tell them where we're going. I'll just say you're sick and I'm taking you home. No. No, please. Nothing can help now. I'm better off working. I'd go mad just sitting around here thinking about it. I'd go mad. Please. Let's go back now. All right, kid. 
Mr. Bradley? Yes? I'm sorry to disturb you at this hour. Uh, my name's Fawcett, Manhattanite Magazine. Well, I'm glad to know you, Mr. Fawcett. I'm a Manhattanite fan. It's a swell magazine. <laughs> well, thanks. That should make things easier. What can I do for you? Well, we thought it might be an interesting article on your telephone time service. Good. We won't mind the publicity. Now, just what did you want to know about it? Well, you know the comments page in our magazine? Uh, interesting facts about all sorts of things? Yes. Well, we'd like to do one like that on the time service. How many calls you get, how many times an hour, why people call, how you pick the girls. Well, you know what I mean. Yes, of course. Suppose we go right to the operations room. You can actually watch the girls on duty work, and I'll explain it all as we go along. Oh, fine. You know, lots of people think you use phonograph records. Oh, no. This way, Mr. Fawcett. You see, we use the girls on the regular operating staff. They get a voice and diction test first. If they qualify, they do one hour of duty on the time circuit a day, then go back to their other work. They just sit there and wait for calls to come in? Oh, no. They have no way of knowing if anyone is on the line or not. They call time every 15 seconds regardless. You hear them, but they can't hear you. <laughs> I know. We tried to question girl, and she paid no attention. Well, here we are. You see the girl in the glass-enclosed office? Yeah. She's the time service operator. It's all soundproof, so no noise gets through. Oh, yes. She's got three watches to check by, you'll notice. That little green light is the signal for her to start talking. The tone signal comes automatically. And the girls are relieved right on the hour? Yes, indeed. It would get pretty tedious if it lasted longer. I should say, four times a minute, 240 times an hour. Say, about that girl that just went in, is she going to relieve the girl on the board? Yes, I guess so, but they usually change on the hour. Oh, Miss Tanner? Yes, Mr. Bradley? How is it you're getting relief now? It's Miss Day's trick. She wasn't feeling well. I relieved her a few minutes ago. Now she's back to finish up. I see. Thank you. May we go right into the office? I'd like to listen for a while. Certainly, but we'll have to whisper if you want to talk to me in there. It might be picked up on the mic. Oh, of course. Here is a signal, and the time will be 11.40 and one quarter. Sit down, Mr. Fawcett. Thanks. When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.40 and one half. Mr. Bradley, would it be possible to trace a few calls? I'd like to find out just why people use the service. Is it because their watches stop, or what? When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.40 and three quarters. We don't know. All the calls come in on the dial system, and you can't trace calls. Ah, uh, that's too bad. It'd be interesting to know. Could you offer a guess from personal experience? We could quote you. When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.41. Your guess would be as good as mine. Time plays an important part in the lives of people in a big city. We get several hundred calls an hour. Maybe somebody trying to make a train connection. 
somebody in bed who's too lazy to get up and look. When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.41 and one quarter. When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.41 and one half. When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.41 and three quarters. Hotel operator? Will you get me Bell Harbor 44642? Yes, sir. I'm getting Bell Harbor 44642. Thank you. Hello? Hello, Grace. John, where have you been? We've been worried to death. I'm in town, darling. I'm at a hotel, dear. But what are you doing at a hotel? I've got something very important to tell you, Grace. Oh, please save it till you get home. It can't wait. But it's so late, dear. We've been worried all day. I've been pretty busy. I know, but... Grace, my insurance policy expires at midnight. There isn't a chance, dear. I'm all washed up. But darling, I won't have you talk that way. Now please come right home. You can still get dinner. I've got a swell roast and I've kept it warm. You'll feel better after you've eaten. We'll find some way out. We still have each other. If it were only us, I wouldn't care, dear. The kids I'm thinking of. It isn't fair to them. My policy is for $50,000, Grace. It expires in about 18 minutes. John, what are you thinking of? I won't listen! I won't listen! I'm going to leave you, darling. Please take care of Priscilla and Jen. John, don't! Hotel operator. Operator, get me Meridian 71212 and stay on the line. Yes, sir. Did you hear that, operator? Yes, sir. She said it was 11.44 and one quarter. That's right, operator. Remember that. I beg your pardon, sir. I said remember that. Stay on the line.
one quarter, when you hear the signal, the time will be 11.45 and one quarter. I said, Percival, send us a drink. Well, it's uh, quite late, sir. Quite late, sir, says he. Come here, come here, come here. Listen, Percival, it's a n never too late for another drink. <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen, don't you think you better go to your rooms? It's nearly 5 a.m. Don't you think you'd better go to your rooms? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, hey, no, yeah. stop it. One another drink. And we ain't going to our rooms till we get another drink. You tell him, old boy, old buddy, old pal. Now send us another drink. I'm very sorry, gentlemen. You're in London, you know, and it's against the law to serve intoxicating spirits at this hour. We don't want intoxicating spirits. We want scotch. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. We don't want intoxicating spirits. We want Scott. Gentlemen, you'll awaken all the guests. You betcha we'll wake up all your guests if you don't get us a drink. Oh, you said it, old pal. You said it. A drink to the king. No, 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 no. We've been drinking to the king all day. Let's drink to the queen. Right, 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 right. This one is for the queen. All right, queenie. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, I am only the desk clerk. I have nothing to do with liqueur. Call over the queen and tell her Joe and his little pal from New York want to have a drink. That's right. That's right. Gimme, 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 gimme that phone there. I'll, I'll get Buckleham Palace. Gentlemen, gentlemen, please. The queen's asleep. Then get us a drink. Gentlemen, it's 5 a.m. There are rules prohibiting... Now listen, listen, Percival. It ain't five o'clock in little old New York now, is it? Why, no. No, sir. See, we're from little old New York, and we abide by their rules. Not these, you see. That's a fine way to treat Americans. All right. We go by New York rules, not these. It's only 11 o'clock in little old New York. Nah, palsy. That's where you're wrong. That's where you're wrong. In little old New York, it's 12 o'clock. Oh, yeah? How about daylight savings time? How about that? That ain't got nothing to do with it. Nothing! Please, gentlemen, please don't shout. Well, oh, what about it, Percival? What time is it in little New York? I believe there is a difference of about five hours that would make it 12 o'clock in New York. What about daylight savings time, huh? There ain't no more daylight savings time. Oh, yeah? Well, five bucks says there is. Five bucks. Okay, it's a bet. Oh, boy. I got a sucker here. Here, give me the phone, Percival. I'll get you the time, all right. Hello? Hello? Are you there? I never heard no complaints, dearie. <laughs> I beg your pardon. Oh, that's all right. You didn't do nothing. Get me Meridian 7-1212. Sorry, sir, but there is no such exchange. Ah, that's what you think. Yes, there is. You just get me New York. All right, sir. I'll get you overseas service. Overseas? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Overseas service? Get me Meridian 7-1212 in New York. Little old New York. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just a moment, sir. Hello, New York. Hello, New York. Hello, London. Number, please. Meridian 7, 1, 2, 1, 2. You must be mistaken, London. That's the New York Times service. No mistake at all, dearie. You just get it. Very well, sir. Thank you, dearie. What did she say? What did she say? <laughs> she said the time was 11.50 and, uh, something. <laughs> I told them, didn't I, Percival? This wise guy. Uh, yes, sir, you told him. Hand over the five bucks, Mr. Smarty. Hand it over. Get it up. Okay, okay. Here. Begging your pardon, sir. What'd you do? Uh, the transatlantic call will be... Three pounds. How much is three pounds? That's fifteen dollars in American money. That's okay, that's okay. Mr. Wise Guy here, he'll pay it. Oh no. No, 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 no. Calling New York was your idea, not mine. Oh, so you're gonna get technical, eh? Reneging? Gentlemen. So you're gonna welch, huh? Yeah? What are you gonna do about it? This is what I'm gonna do about it! Johnson, there's still a little time left. Why don't you tell the truth? We'll protect you. We'll use every penny we have to see that you're taken care of. Listen, Mr. Lawyer, for the 50th time, I told them everything I know on the witness stand. You better get these ropes off my wrist and let me out of here. Johnson, you're a filthy liar and you know it. Don't you realize you're sending an innocent kid to the electric chair? I'll bust right out crying in a minute. All right. There isn't enough time to try being decent with you. I've done everything I can. Now get this. I don't care what happens to me, but I'm not going to let that kid burn. Sit here and think it over. If you change your mind, call me. I'll be right behind that door. And remember this. If Tommy Lambert dies, you're not going to leave this room alive. Ah, uh, you can't scare me. All right. Just think it over. How'd you make out, Ed? I, I can't get a thing out of him. He's, he's as tight-lipped as when I started five hours ago. What are you going to do? I, I told him I'd wait until he called me. I, I told him if he didn't and Tommy Lambert died, he'd never leave that room. But, Ed, you know that rat won't talk. But what can I do? What time is it? Uh, it's quarter to twelve. Don't you realize that kid is going to die in fifteen minutes? Realize? God, I haven't slept a minute since he was convicted. I I know the kid's innocent. I, I lost it for him. I, I couldn't help him. There's no time for that. 
I'll go in and have a talk with Mr. Johnson. No, Neil. I won't let you. I've been a lawyer for 20 years now. When this gets out, I I'm washed up. But I'll take Johnson with me. You're just starting out. I, I won't let you get mixed up in it. I just want three minutes with him. Neil. All right, Johnson. The party's over. Ah, the assistant mastermind. I didn't know you were here. Don't make me laugh. Johnson, you said on the witness stand that you saw Tommy Lambert hand the gun to Roy Peters in the Oswego National Bank. So what? Was that true, Johnson? Yes, Mr. Lawyer. On my word of honor as a good boy scout... <laughs> ah! Cut that out! Stop! How does that feel, Johnson? I'll take care of you later. Ow! Don't! You're killing me! Would you like to talk now, rat? Neil, Neil, what are you doing? Giving Mr. Johnson a taste of what he needs. Ow! Stop him! Yeah, this won't bother him any more than the shock of 2,000 volts through that Lambert kid's body. You better stop him or you'll burn too! Ow! Feel it, skunk! Stop it! Stop it! Okay, I lied. I got paid to say I saw the gun. I needed the money! All right, rat! Now he'll be quiet for a minute. Now, we've got to move fast. What time is it? It's quarter to twelve. But you said it was quarter to twelve last time I asked. Oh, good lord. Uh, my watch stopped. I I'll get it. ME71212. Oh, God. What's the matter? An innocent boy is going to die in one minute. When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.59 and one quarter. When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.59 and one half. When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.59 and three quarters. When you hear the signal, the time will be 12 o'clock. Tommy, Tommy. You have been listening to Quarantine Radio Theater's production of Meridian 71212, written by Irving Reese. Tonight's production featured the vocal talents of Megan Kolosaiki, Sean Chevalier-Kelman, Allison Beach, Bill Burke, Emily Schneider, Sherry Hawkins, Kelly Hoagland, Andrew Richards, Brian Kapler, Megan Knoll, and Brant McCants. Quarantine Radio Theater is a collaborative effort uniting talented individuals from their homes using whatever recording means handy to try to bring you, the listener, a bit of entertainment during these uncertain times. We already have other shows in the works, so please subscribe if you like old-time radio or original shows recorded in the old-time radio style. 
I'm Brent McCants saying be kind to each other and stay safe.